This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Carmania 2020 for one episode only today on Good Christian Fun. Do you think you can make us laugh? No. You're a clown if you say. Hey. I'm a Christian wife. <laughs> Sicario. Everything. White women are notoriously shifty. Want to get in the bathroom? You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Clean up on aisle butt. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We're here to have Good Christian Fun. Uh, That's right, baby. That was kind of an identical inflected theme song. Identical heavy, I'd say. Three drops. Three drops from the 2014 Ray Liotta, (laughs) Ashley Judd, Blake Rain film, The Identical. Seth Green. Seth Green. (laughs) Primo Seth Green, baby. Oh, Prime time. Uh, we're here to have good Christian fun. Good Christian fun, of course, is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, evangelical pop culture, white pop culture, unfortunately. But we're not here. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, not, ex- not always. Not exclusively. But, not exclusively. But, but predominantly, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and, it, and you know what? That's reflected <laughs> in our guest booking, too. It's like, you know, it's not always white, but. <laughs> It's unfortunate. I'm I'm calling myself out. I'm not trying. You know what? You know what? It's time for call out culture to go inward. You know. Call yourself. Call yourself out. I love call out culture as long as the person I'm calling out is me, and that's something I'm. Call your mom. Yeah, and call your mom. That's like you remember McConaughey's Oscar speech from like seven years ago. He's like, "My hero is me in the future. I love me, and that's the one guy I'm trying to make proud." Do you remember this at all? I'm sure we watched it together. Yes. Okay. Yes, I remember this. So the person I'm just ca- wanted to talk about that. Well, yeah, I wanted to do 20 minutes on that. Uh, but the person here I'm I'm here to call out today is me, and and it's time for me to listen and to change. Then do you accept your apology? I don't. Not yet. <laughs> <sighs> Caroline. Not good enough. Yes, spooky Kevin. season is fully upon us. We are mid octobes. We're past yes. mid octobes. Yeah, the the spooks are ramping up. And who is the our resident ghoul? Our our zombie Elvis, our freaking Satan loving demon it punching s- d- satan obsessed I baba should duke say. baba duke yeah. hat wearing <laughs> vegas showman the greatest showman it's not hugh jackman greasy haired ghost it's <laughs> carmen carmen we're here to do carmania 2020 we did a full month of episodes devoted to him uh for reasons passing understanding last, last year, year. 
We're not yeah. doing that this year. We can't. We're not even doing an album. We're doing one song. That's all we can do. 2020 is Listen, so hard. Listen, everyone was clamoring for more we, car, man. And we said, we'll do one. <laughs> we're in the middle of a horrific election. And I, l- let's say this. Let's say this. Maybe make a promise to each other, Caroline. Carman and Carmania may not get reelected for a third term next year. Maybe this okay. is the last one. Wow. We'll see he's, how it goes. He served his time. We'll he, see. We'll see how he perform he performs. He served his time. And <laughs> I you guess know we are his constituents in this case. Oh, fully. Yes. We are his demo. You know, and we I live in a Carmen state. I knew when Carmen ran that it wasn't gonna be easy for him, but I knew he had to do it. Because he saw what was happening mm. to this podcast and he decided now is time for things to change. He has drained the battle this, for the soul of the podcast. The swamp of a podcast. He has drained completely. I feel drained every time we talk about him on the show. <laughs> Fully and completely. Uh, but we're not here to uh, do this alone, friends. We're going to need a very special guest to help us out. So, friends and folks, you may know him from the Exvangelical podcast. Everybody, give it the hell up for Blake, Blake Chastain. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here, sir. Wowie Zowie. Crossover event of the century or of the week, maybe. Big time, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. From the Exvangelical Podcast. We were, you know what, Blake? We were we were um, discussing this very question the other day on the podcast, right, Caroline? About whether we would consider ourselves exvangelicals. Like whether... Mm. Yeah, and I feel like part of it is like, no, we're not the exvangelicals. That already exists. <laughs> well... And they... They do that well, you know, and I don't know if we really nail that. Well, I'm curious as to understand, like, what Blake's definition of it would be. Because maybe we are... Oh, sure. Like, I'm not saying we're like, that's our branding. I'm saying, but we might just literally technically be. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm, mm, Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Yeah, (laughs) We can get straight into that if that's what... What? Let's dive in. How how do you define... Before we get into your, your background, your history with all this stuff, I would love to understand your definition of what an evangelical is i i would understand it at its most base level to be someone who used to be an evangelical but is there more to it yeah. than that to me that's the that's the basically the the starting point it's the okay. it's someone that comes from that sort of background and all the sort of cultural and theological and personal baggage and and experience that you might have within evangelicalism primarily white evangelicalism <laughs> and if mm-hmm. we're just going to call that out <laughs> yeah yeah but really what it what it does is it just sort of acts as like a a, a signal to like a, a past relationship just like you might say you might refer to uh, someone who's your ex-girlfriend or ex-spouse you know it it, it indicates a prior relationship mm-hmm. um to me i also think it does carry like a a sense of um you used to believe you used to believe in in these things and what they stood for, and then now you repudiate them. Sort of, you you say you you no longer believe those things, and you may affirm other things. Um, and to me, it does not actually prescribe any particular like new theological belief, and that's a feature, not a bug. It's something where you know someone may uh, say that it's that they're evangelical, but they are you know they're still Christian or they're atheist or they're pagan or whatever like it's open-ended for a reason yeah so 
interestingly enough, the evangelical tent by design is kind of small in a lot of ways, but then right. the evangelical tent is made to be pretty large. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so one of the one of the um, the terms that I that I learned from a sociologist is this term called uh, total institution. So that means like any any type of organization or like like um, say a a religion like evangelicalism or Mormonism was also an example um, that just touches every part of your life, um, like your your mental inner life, your your social life, your your church environment, all of those things that is just becomes all encompassing. To me, it's not it's more of an adjective than a noun. It's it's mm. something that it doesn't have to be the entirety of your identity. To me, if, if that becomes the case, then it's sort of failed. Um, it's it becomes a replacement for evangelicalism instead of just signaling that say you you don't really you don't really find value or affirmation in that place anymore. So yeah. I think it also helps identify and say a lot of times if the things that are more of a bummer of like you know I had a really shitty experience in this this faith community. Um, you may have also had that too. That might be a starting point in which we have some similar backgrounds, even if we've gone very different paths. Yeah, you're not claiming exvangelical just as like, I. my whole thing is being antithesis of something else. It's like, right. it just describes maybe my past and like sort of my, maybe my perspective on it now. Right, yeah. So like in theological terms, like if someone's looking for there to be a single like theological uh, like stance, uh, I I would never want to credit credit it with one. Um, there is like this this term called like an apophatic theology, which just means like a theology of negation, meaning it dis- it defines what it is by describing what it isn't. Yeah. Um, and that is basically where it sort of starts, and then you can move on. You can leave evangelicalism and then continue your path in Christianity. You can you know, convert to another religion, you can convert to no religion. Um, or you can just live your life, you know. Um, but it just signals that you have this sort of experience, you know, uh, and that you might understand who the hell Carmen is. <laughs> exactly. or, I think first or and foremost, like, that might be a tenet uh, actually of the belief. It's kind of a defining tentpole. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that term you used to, to describe a negative state? Ap- apophatic? Apophatic. Is, okay. Um, yeah. So that's um, like saying so that, I'm not like the other girls. So it's like that's not that you are. It's just you're not like the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I I lifted that. I I I learned that term from a like a theology book called What Christianity Is Not. Okay. And so it went through and said like Christianity is not a religion of the Bible. You know, and all these different things, and it made all these statements saying this is what it is not. In my mind, that's like sort of the only the only type of theological claim that I would want to say uh, or tie to something like the term evangelical is that you just reject what you may have initially been taught uh, yeah. within evangelicalism. If Which that can sense. be helpful, I think, as a definer sometimes when it's like, well, we both believe in helping people or whatever mm-hmm. it's like well that doesn't like help define like where you yeah like the issues you may have with something or even probably between like right. denominations too you know right like if you ever try yeah. to compare a denomination and they both have like such a similar statement of faith or whatever that you're like okay mm-hmm. well then why'd you split like what's the <laughs> what's the antithesis yeah. thing you know that i right. need to know about to like figure this out yeah yeah absolutely 
I, I think that's I think that's a, a good point, and that's that is often the case, you know. And it, I think it also provides like limits in a way, and saying, you know, you can you can find this helpful um, to whatever degree that you you think it's helpful, um, and then if it's not helpful anymore, then you know you can you can move on. I think one of the things that we learn and we learn in evangelicalism is that like um, the answer to what you believe is never supposed to change. And that's not really the way life works. Um, mm-hmm. there's a book by, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, called living Buddha, living Christ. He compares Buddhist and Christian practices. And one of the things he says in that book with that blew my mind coming from evangelicalism is that your beliefs are supposed to change. Your beliefs will change over time. And that's fine. It's your practices that sustain you and actually do the formative work, which is why I think some people that come from evangelical backgrounds, um, you know, they may shift to something like a high church Episcopalian or something because it becomes the thing about repeating communion or whatever, or a Buddhist, like a meditative practice, anything that, that becomes a ritual that's not tied to keeping a certain belief that sometimes you have to tie yourself up in knots in order to keep. That's so interesting. It's like the rhythm of a song stays the same, but the melody changes or the lyrics change, but you're still playing mm-hmm. on the same beat in a way. And I, I think I right. even find that in my ex-evangelical life, I guess I'm in the tent. <laughs> I, I think, I and I appreciate too, that the fluidity of it and the elasticity or the flexibility of it seems... Seems so much to kind of be the point of it too. Yeah, which yeah. is which is helpful and, I mean, and comforting. Yeah, and like different things have have cropped up just you know online on on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. People using a term, um, you know, they find like these little ad, these ad hoc communities can form over something and they can find find it useful. And then if someone needs to, needs to move on, I think that's totally acceptable. And then yeah. they can just continue their journey. It's it's. Uh, like a sort of liminal in between space that that it's just trying to give language to that particular process and yeah. that particular stage of things, not necessarily saying you have to stay here. Yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah, and translating that to yeah, the the answer of where you need to stay isn't going to be the same in the same way that even evangelicalism trained you that the answer was always going to be the same. Right. Yeah. And then, and I mean, I'm sure within your own lives, you may have like this sort of circle of accepted orthodoxy in a lot of evangelical circles has gotten smaller and smaller. Uh, and so it, like if you don't fit a particular mold and I mean, if primarily like a straight white male mold, like those are the people that are going to really succeed in evangelicalism, then it becomes very hard to stay in that if you just change over time. And that, well, Blake, we would love to hear more about your kind of background with it i'm sure you're good at giving the 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 condensed version at this point you've probably had to tell the story <laughs> a good amount but yeah but how did you grow up with evangelical culture specifically and then what was your your process of of transitioning out yeah so i grew up in small town indiana and i actually went to a um united methodist church which um it's a, one of the mainline denominations mm-hmm. however the way i like to describe uh, like my experience in the United Methodist Church in small town Indiana and then moving in high school to the suburbs of Chicago um, and also going to a UM church there is that um, it sort of takes on like the local flavor of whatever the overall culture is. And so, you know, small town Indiana is pretty conservative um, and that was a pretty conservative place. Um, 
but my first few years in church and religion were overall positive. And there were some things that like, I just didn't experience, um, within evangelicalism that other people did. Like my, for instance, my first two pastors that I remember were women because that, because the UM church had begun ordaining women. Um, and so that was never a question for me. One of the things that was very formative, uh, and like a very positive example in my life is within our church, we formed this, like our church formed this long-term relationship with a nonprofit in South Carolina. It would be like these short-term mission trips with meaning that it would be like one, one week within the summer. However, we would go to the same community every year and stay at the same church. And so it wasn't exactly like the type of tourism that, that like mission tourism that a lot of people would rightly criticize. Hey, I feel, um, I feel called out right now. Listen, guilty as charged. <laughs> I did it. I did the VBS in Mexico. I'm guilty. Yeah. No, I mean that, and I mean that I've done that too. Um, but, uh, this, this particular experience like meant a, meant a lot to me just seeing like, this is what my, my parents decided to do with our family vacation every year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, we, it was an act of service. Um, it was, it was something that like these people saw me grow up. I saw them grow up. Um, cause I started going when I was like six, we would like work on people's homes and do other things in the community. Um, and that, that meant a lot. And it was an African Methodist Episcopal church. And so, um, coming from a, you know, a very, very, very white town and getting that exposure opened my world up at least a little bit at the time. So all that period was very positive. I was always sort of religious. I have a a form of epilepsy and I like, I learned later in life that epileptics are prone to religiosity. Um, so like, I don't know to what degree that that sort of formed formed me but when i moved to uh the chicago suburbs i joined a youth group like i moved in the middle of freshman year and didn't really make friends and then in sophomore year i went to a youth group and like i got plugged into a whole group of friends <laughs> which happens a lot of times um and that's where i got super in and even though that was at a um church everything was evangelical tinted because it was all evangelical materials, evangelical teachings Mm -hmm. being taught in that youth group, you know, all the sorts of purity culture type stuff that, that, um, was common in the late nineties. Um, was it a kind of a political evangelical too, or just like, we all kind of wrote vote Republican or we love Pres Bush, et cetera. I mean, my, my particular suburb, um, uh, in the Chicago area was more conservative, but it wasn't like, it didn't beat you over the head. Like, I mean, in my house, like there was Rush Limbaugh playing and stuff. So like there was other conservative influence. Sorry, Kevin, Kevin and I can't help ourselves every time. Old Rush, it's, it's gonna it's gonna sync up perfectly over the Zoom. It's gonna be perfectly in sync. Excuse me, pardon, Blake. No, it's yeah. Moving on to the next part, though, uh, I you know I felt like the, the the call to ministry at the like ripe old age of seventeen. Oh wow! Oh yeah, fully formed man. You know exactly fully who formed. you are. You know what you gotta oh, do. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've been driving exactly. for a year at that point. People yeah. need so, to hear from you. They need your care. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He knows the plans he has for me, and it's gonna be fine. <laughs> so, 
uh, I, I chose Indiana Wesleyan, which is like, oh, John Wesley, Wesleyans. You might have met this. They're all the same. Wesleyanism, like the Wesleyan denomination, is very much more conservative. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if Christian college is in either of your backgrounds, but Christian college was a trip. Um, and for me, like the first uh, the first full week of school, 9-11 happened. Um, the first full week of my freshman year. And I was, uh, my school was really big on double majors and I had double majored in history and biblical literature. Um, mm-hmm. And because of like this, this hawkish turn um, in an already conservative place to people being really gung ho for war, it was this really like this big dichotomy between um, and conflict between what I was being taught in these history classes about, you know, America being blessed by God and all these different things uh, and what I was learning in my my Bible courses and like learning Greek and all that stuff. And that just culminated in this massive crisis of faith. That's where I decided like not to go to not to go to seminary, not to pursue all that sort of stuff. Um, and that was like my first really big crisis of faith. But I tried to over the years, I tried to stay within evangelicalism for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um why did you want to stay in it? What was animating that desire? I don't know. Like I sort of became disenchanted with a lot of Christianity, um, with a lot of, a lot of the, the de facto conservative expectation um, in evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. When I voted for John Kerry in two thousand four, like I had friends praying for me, like praying for my soul. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> you know, in <laughs> correct. <laughs> did you guys hear about Blake? <laughs> he voted John yeah. Kerry. He voted for yeah. the flip flopper. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> swift boats. Send Don't the swift forget. boats for. It's <laughs> for crazy Blake's how sometimes soul. political strategy does work, and that that is what I remember about John yep. Kerry. Oh, know, yeah, like as a child. He's sandals. Yeah. He's a flip flopper. Yeah. Yep. Right in there. <laughs> and you just and, felt like, wow, if you guys practice what you believed, you would have just accepted that I have this viewpoint or that this has nothing to do with my faith or something like that. Or, you know, that y- you worship this person you call the Prince of Peace, but you want to march off to war. Like, yeah, that was that was difficult. And then and like I sort of I just worked. I didn't go to school or anything. Just just got a job after graduation and then ended up taking going to grad school at night. Uh, and through this sort of roundabout way, I took like a, like a class on energy in the environment. And then somehow like I read a paper by Wendell Berry, um, who's this really wonderful essayist and writer. And he has a whole book. He has a whole long essay called Christianity and the survival of creation. And it was this way of tying Christianity to environmentalism. Um, and that sort of revitalized my faith. Uh, and there's a whole movement called creation care. That like kept me in that in that space for a while, and then at this point, I'm married, um, living in Chicago, and we end up at like a through friends, we end up at like a storefront conservative church. Um, what does storefront that, mean as a church? It just means like literally, you, uh, it's it's just a, a store. Like you're walking on the sidewalk, and then to the left, instead of a building, oh, oh it's just right. a, like yeah, kind of part yeah, of a strip like in mall, in the city or block. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I've never this heard was, described that way. That's funny. So, you know, uh, you walked along Devon Avenue in Chicago and you saw like, uh, you know, a bakery and then my church and then a yeah. pizza shop. <laughs> like, <laughs> So we were there. But then uh, after we had our daughter, like we ended up having to like enter into discussions with the, the pastors about how we weren't complimentarian 
and we didn't want our daughter learning that sort of thing and we, mm-hmm. we didn't want we wanted to be open with them about like we didn't have this sort of thing in our relationship where my wife had to answer to me and I was you know the the head the male headship on all that stuff um we just weren't weren't on board with that and yeah. we had a bad falling out be teaching that to kids like What's I, that? Did you know that they would be teaching that at this church? No, I mean it was it was like, it was more it. it was also like we like there had been leadership changes and we were expected to do more. We were very involved, and okay. like we couldn't in good conscience like sign the covenant partner agreement because that was part of it. It's so funny. Um, oh my gosh. Pardon me. It is so funny just to think about the idea of grown adults breaking to authority figures in a church. Yeah, so my wife and I are are normal. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, she doesn't answer to me. Is that what you guys said? Yeah, she doesn't yeah. answer to You're me. You're actually like, autonomous beings. And the guys yeah. are like, sorry. yeah. <laughs> it's just... Right. Also, the other yeah. piece that is funny, too, is like what you said about the church, like expecting you to do more after being involved. That is also crazy to me sometimes is like they're asking volunteers to volunteer harder, you know, right. as if like that's a normal expectation to have of people, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, burnout was 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 a real thing. Like most of the people yeah. that I knew that that left was because they had been burned out or because some sort of boundary had been crossed, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So we 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 left in. I don't know. Have you guys heard the term holy ghosted? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I thought we made that up at some point, but I think it must. I mean, have been. is there like a formal definition of that? Maybe, maybe you, maybe I heard, it, maybe it, I heard it from you, uh, and I probably and not. I we're not that calling smart. myself, you know. <laughs> Definitely. But anyways, we got sort of we got ghosted by that by that community after we left, and that was that was like when when I started kicking around this idea of um, with a with a friend of mine who I went to college with. It's so interesting that that so many of us that went to this very conservative school, the people that I'm, even the handful of people that I'm loosely connected to on Facebook are so vastly different uh, and affirm such vastly different things than we were taught at that school. Um, like why, why did so many of us not accept and continue to participate in evangelicalism? And for me, that was the... Like for me, that was the interesting thing. And, you know, I could have started a blog, but who's even in 2014, who was, or 2016, uh, who was going to read like 2000 words on this, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. instead of, instead of like Your letting people get tired. Yeah. And letting people, uh, instead of just letting people tell their stories and sort of let these, um, let these patterns sort of emerge of, of why, why people left. Um, and that's how it started just by my first several guests many guests the evangelical podcast is what you're referring to how, how it started yes so yeah that's sort of my background up to that point and everything and that's fascinating i i love how like throughout your journey like your your own like i don't know like ideology or almost academics like drew drove your faith in a lot of ways or like your openness at least intellectually was able to open up a, like your faith in in a different way or yeah. take you away from it because it wasn't working, you know, or it didn't actually jive. Yeah. And I mean, after, so one other epilogue to like right around the time I even started and after the, the election of, of Trump, like my wife and I 
realized that we did want some sort of community that we had missed. And so we started going to an Episcopal church um, and we found some, you know, we, we kept sort of exploring that there and we, we've, we've moved. So we, and that's the reason why we, why we don't attend that particular church anymore. But even, even then being open to me is, is something that's, that's important and is one of the reasons why evangelicalism felt so constricting, you know, again, as a, as a white guy, like, I'm the type of person that is primed to succeed in that environment. And if like, if it's too constrictive for me, like it's far, far many, many times more constrictive for others. <laughs> and so, totally, yeah. so that's what, you know, that's what, um, that's what it's sort of been about is just letting, you know, my show has just sort of become where I just ask people open-ended questions just as you have to me now uh, and let them tell their stories and, and I'm mostly biographical sort of way just where they started what led to them leaving where they are now um and then if you know if they've got something else to plug then (laughs) then we talk about that too um but it's it's been it's been really neat to see it find an audience and to see other communities sort of grow around it even completely independent of of the podcast or knowing who the hell i am and it's been it's been cool yeah i mean how do you feel like all that has evolved even in the last couple of years. Cause you started in, in 2016, you said. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel like it's like from what your goal and intention was? Cause it always shifts with whatever the show is or whatever the podcast. And, and we certainly, even if the core of some of the stuff we do is the same from our first episodes, it's definitely changed in terms of what it is now in 2020. <laughs> See our Patreon episode <laughs> where we just listen to the identical soundtrack. <laughs> but, you know, but I think that does align with our mission statement. Yeah, that's that kind of our core values now is city kind of lights, extension of the that. morph kings. <laughs> yes. Bebop no. and baby. But, but for the Exvangelical podcast, I, I'd be curious to understand what the goal and intention was at first, which which you've recapped some of, and then kind of what it's become four years into the project and as the community has grown. I think the main thing is I've been able to be become more specific with with the with the aims. Um, like initially, it was just these sort of open ended questions, um, but but now thanks in part to not even in part, thanks almost entirely to the feedback and, and the communities and the people I've been able to meet through the podcast. I've been able to, you know, be more specific about saying that this is about white evangelicalism, primarily white evangelicalism and um, to acknowledge the sorts of sorts of traumas that are present in, in these experiences and be able to be sensitive to those, be able to be aware of the, the, of the contribution of race uh, and racism in in these spaces and things like that, and that has really evolved a lot. On the community side, like there is a Facebook group that was initially like a Patreon thing, and then just sort of in response to interest, I opened it up beyond that, and it went from like seventy people to seven hundred to three thousand to eight thousand. I mean, there's there's a need. There's like a there is wow. something there. Uh, the community part has been interesting too, but when it comes to the the podcast and the things I'm I'm most directly involved, like that has been the most illuminating thing. And being able to you know interview and talk to people who are doing really interesting work, um, or just have led really interesting lives. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of it has been both depth and specificity with your aims. Yeah, it is interesting too. Just like 
from one to another with audiences over years. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Where your audience does kind of guide you in these interesting different ways just based on response. Mm-hmm. Not even like they're, we're waiters in a restaurant and they're telling us what they want and how they want to prepare it, but just in the sense of what they're most passionate about, excited by, interested in, what they're not, what they're bored by, and and interesting to kind of try to have a, an honest conversation faithfully with them over the years with that. It's been really rewarding yeah. in the case with our show too. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's such a cool experience as the host, you know, to see to see what what people have have caught on to, what what resonates with them and being able to respond to that is great. Yeah. Before we take a break, I'd love to know who God is to you today. What is God to you today? It's that's a that's a great question. I mean, I uh if I get really super pedantic about things, I would say that I'm like an agno- agnostic Christian with interest in like Buddhist practices and things like that. I'm at this point where there was one phrase that I used to that I used to say on the show a lot where I would say wholeness over holiness. Um, and that was sort of my focus. Um, and now I'm, I'm at this point where like a statement of non-belief is as binding to me as a statement of belief. Um, Hmm. so like, I know some people find like atheism attracting, attractive to me. I just have to acknowledge how much of an impact Christianity had on, on forming me. Um, and so I'm always going to have these inclinations, even if, my beliefs waver uh, or change over time. I like the idea of God as um, like the ground of being, which is a, f- a phrase from Paul Tillich. I like that idea of God. To me, it's it's hard to know if God is like responsive to our interests or needs or desires. But I love the example of Jesus of Nazareth and the life that he led. And I will always find that meaningful. Can I ask you a question that I, I don't know, this is like my go-to of like maybe figuring out kind of where people land. Let's say you're someone you love really dearly gets really, really sick. Like where do you and God align on that situation? You know, like is God intervening? Is God just with you? Is God in the sickness? Like those kind of things. The thing that sort of moved me more to being more agnostic was someone that got sick and passed. Um, and sort of the, the response or non-response there, uh, was, was, was difficult when we're, when we're together, you know, we as people are together in those spaces. That's, that's the important thing. And I think you, you might be able to ascribe God to that. 
if it's meaningful to you. But again, you know, just going back to my sort of openness to someone claiming or, or not claiming something, I think God can be there, but it's hard for me to say that there's like a will there. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just, just thinking back to that, that particular experience that we, that we had in our family, um, that's sort of where I, where I think I land. (laughs) That's, that's a very, uh, harsh but good diagnostic question caroline of like <laughs> i know i realize like it might bring up obviously a, a difficult situation totally or but morbid but it is like i feel like it clarifies maybe yeah no i think it does and, i mean yeah and of course it could change next time but yeah yeah that question and then also the question uh what do you tell your kids or like if you have kids how do you raise them what what beliefs do you imbue to them yeah and i mean that's 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 a moving question for us uh, for my wife and i as as parents and it's something that that i, I think we we will always have a dialogue and i think it's sort of going to going to be going to be that at this point is We'll talk about Christianity. We'll talk about other beliefs. Yeah, uh, I I don't know what else we'll we'll ascribe to her. So. <laughs> You're allowed to change your mind. That's the that's the great part. <laughs> yep, and I mean that was something that 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 my family taught us too. Um, and but it but we also you know we went to church every Sunday too. So that was also an influence in our lives. And she's mm-hmm. she's had that, and she's not had that at this point. And we'll see what what comes next. Yeah, for all exciting. of us, you know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Blake, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was really sweet to hear. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time now for Carmania 2020. <laughs> all right okay 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 <laughs> god so quiet on our end really oh no <laughs> until, until the, until the trump like is you like quietly like really <laughs> oh man <laughs> so i look i, I would have looked cool but instead i looked foolish for doing that yeah yeah <laughs> no, <that's> like, <laughs> did you at least hear carmen introduce himself as carmen we did hear that oh, we okay. did hear that yeah Oh, oh man. <laughs> it's Carmania 2020. Again, 2019. We did, I think, at least six episodes about Carmen in the month of October. We're not doing crazy. that. Crazy. We're just crazy doing one. We did that. And again, I, I, don't, believe that. I don't know how much we can plumb the depths of this, man. I, I don't know how much <laughs> there depth? is. We're this look, is a kiddie pool. We're looking into <laughs> an abyss of sorts. <laughs> and in some ways, yes, a, a little puddle of mud. Of an abyss. Of Vegas inflected mud and piss. <laughs> uh Blake, what is your you know what? Before we get into Carmen, like what's your relationship with just general Christian pop culture? I know we talked about maybe some other things we, we could have talked about on the show, but what's your relationship generally with like Christian music and things like that? I um had I got really into like CCM and everything, like in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was Peak stuff. I didn't like earlier was was things like Carmen, um, but like it was when I when I 
worked at a Christian bookstore. Uh, that was my my part time job, and so you know I got that sweet sweet employee yeah. discount and spent a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. So get my utmost to, for his highest at like ten dollars. You know. Yep. Yeah. yep. The the latest offering CD Uncle's you know, edition or whatever arbitrary edition of the thing it was. <laughs> Yeah. Every uncle's battle. <laughs> Veterans edition. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, like, I didn't get into, like, uh, the tooth and nail stuff or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I liked Switchfoot and Third Day. And do you guys remember the Normals? Um, oh, yeah. The normals was like a... Yeah, I um, um, I did a human video to one of their songs. <laughs> that's what true. is the Normals? Is that a band you know, the, of... Uh, I, adults. I, I, yes, it's a band of adults, Caroline. Uh, <laughs> that narrows it down quite a bit. They, They're from Normal, Illinois. Is, is where that where's hence that, where that name? The name. Oh, okay. Yes, and they did. I'm forgetting the name of the song that I danced to, but they they did a bunch of yeah. They were like kind of alt. They were like post grunge, like kind of alt jangly guitar rocky, like some of that nice yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, yeah, I liked all that sort of stuff. Cadence Call, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know who was a cool kid in, in CCM, but like I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was listening to, to that sort of stuff. Um, gotcha. That's what I spend my money on. I use my, my discount for things like, like those, those albums and, um, mm-hmm. uh, Philip Yancey books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you listened to Cadence Call recently like now um you You hate them (laughs) unlistenable blake unlistenable i haven't listened since Derek webb left um (laughs) yeah long light and levers was my favorite album because of a couple of his tracks on there oh sure dance dance that i want to dance i would listen to that right now Caroline, right. we could listen to, to it right song. now. We could listen to it right it, now if we wanted I wanna to. I want to dance. Now that that's interesting to me. Let's hear it. Yeah, it's it's a good one. I want to dance. I can play it. <laughs> yeah, Her name is again. Mary. Okay, I want to dance. Okay, here's I want to dance opening by Cadman's Call. I'm opening it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a what what? Okay. <laughs> I can wait. I'll oh, find. Man. I'll find it for real. I'll find it for real for Kate. Wait, are we sure it's called <laughs> "I Want to Dance"? What is on Long Line? It might just levers? be called "Dance." It's on Long Line and Levers. It okay. might just be called "Dance." Okay. 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 From my head, Stop that. To my feet, I wanna dance. All right. <laughs> There okay, you know what? That was actually not that bad. It wasn't. I mean, you were you no, were in no, a no, bad no. mood when we recorded Cadence Call. I was not in a bad mood, well, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with my opinion on Cadence Call. I think I don't bring my moods into my judgment of music, Kevin. I, that is a neutral space. Well, I think you can be objective, <laughs> and then to some degree, I think you woke up on the quanky side of the bed that morning. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you need to queen your ears out because that music it maybe didn't get through because it stinks. I'm looking at my screen right now. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay, Blake. Where did Carmen come into it? Where did where where was Carmen oh, in the mix? Carmen. Ooh. Carmen came in early. Uh, so <laughs> he always does. <laughs> <laughs> he always does. He's I never have, late. <laughs> never late. He always arrives on time, if not early. Yep. Um, I actually. He was actually my first concert. Which uh, so my I had a, a friend in middle school. Brett, who was like uh, my other like good Christian friend, and he invited me to a concert, and so yeah, I I that was my first concert. I uh, responded you know to the what? altar call. You were not the first person who has Carmen as their first concert. Yeah. yeah, one of one of my guests, one of my guests, Josiah Hess. I I told him that once, and he was like, everybody's first concert was Carmen. I guess. So yeah, I guess it was like the kids' circus came to town. You know, like everybody's got to see it. And I, I tell you what, yeah. friends and folks listening to this podcast in October 2020, if you want your kids' first concert to be Carmen, you can still make it happen. He is touring this year. He is touring. <laughs> of course, he church. is. <laughs> There's actually a no mask mandate at all of his super auditorium concerts. You can catch him at Boonville Foursquare Church in Boonville, Missouri. You can catch him at Metro Christian Church in Evansville, Indiana. You can catch him at Westview Assembly of God in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. All right. Uh, To be in the Midwest during Carmen's (laughs) 2020 tour. They really do have it better. Mm. I do, man. Yeah, Midwest is best. That's right. Was it transformative? Yeah, Midwest. Your your first concert, Blake, was that a? Oh yeah, I mean, I pledge my life to the Lord, obviously. Oh yeah, you said you answered the altar call. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, from what I remember, a decent concert. You know, he's he. It was like Great sort of a center, a big, you know, center arena thing, and we were all able to come up and to the altar call, but I remember, you know, his, his, his uh, shoulder pads are always very memorable in his suits. Oh yeah. And well, uh, I mean, he wears a sharp Hugh suit. Jackman, he is the greatest showman. It's true. This I is think. the greatest <laughs> show. Yeah. Whoa. whoa yeah. Whoa, whoa. I mean, all the light of a thousand starlights. <laughs> all of something. Never be enough. Or it'd be like, it would Carmen, be like, it's not even your song. What if we rewrite the song? Say you were made to be mine. Is that goofy? <laughs> no, I'm trying to do what the. If we I'm the stars. stars. No, I'm trying to do the 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 kind of voice he uses on America again. The only oh, hope yeah, yeah. for America is Jesus. It's like vaguely. Country rock. Well, it's Elvis. He's trying. He's doing Bobo Elvis mm. stuff. Yeah. Mm. Is he sing talking? Is that what's happening? Because I was like, <laughs> I, I tried to get. I was trying to think of other like sing talkers, like like uh, the guy from Cake, John McRae, and Rex, Rex Harrison, Harrison and, my, <laughs> and my fair lady. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say Professor Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Little woman in your life. <laughs> Give me two. I've grown to her shoes. <laughs> but he's got this R&B and rap thing. So is he like trying to rap or is he sing talking? He's what it, a when genre I was... bending individual. Yeah. Well, Chris, as Christians, we believe that Carmen did invent rap and hip hop. <laughs> it was him. It yeah. Uh, and yeah, we, we affirm that saying. belief. Yes. It was all, Absolutely. it was no one else. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, read a history book. <laughs> you know what Carmen's favorite uh, song from my fair lady is? 
It's what? get me to the church on time. <laughs> Yeah, he's never late. He's never late. Always <laughs> early or on time. <laughs> Precisely when he means to be. So today we are just doing one song and then we're going to exorcise this man out of our podcast, possibly forever. <laughs> but I got a feeling he's going to come back. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe we should make we a rule. We determine that. Unless, unless we have him on, we won't speak of him again. unless we are literally talking to him kevin i can't make that promise oh that would rock so the um the song we're looking at today is a song called god is exalted the lead track from right yeah this is this is the number one with a bullet track from the righteous invasion of truth i'll be quiet during this because on the zoom y'all can't hear me if i talk at the same time so Here we go. This is God is Exalted. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your first officer speaking, and uh, it's a beautiful day for flying. There's a few clouds in the distance, but uh, we'll be climbing above them very quickly. The captain will be speaking to you periodically. We're first in line for takeoff, and uh, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. (laughs) Just straight across the plate pilot dialogue <laughs> <laughs> even with the and uh that's good yeah it's a nice touch <laughs> yeah no spin on it ladies and gentlemen welcome aboard major c airlines flight 777 to jam city As a victory precaution, please place all excess baggage under your feet or in an enclosed area behind you. The exit row on our flight today is for 666. For those of you seated by the exit row, please familiarize yourself with the passenger salvation card located in the seat pocket in front of you. Thank you for flying with us and once again, welcome aboard. We're almost two minutes into the song. <laughs> Are we gonna let the whole thing play? <laughs> Here we go. I'm taking off, off to a higher place, a higher level with a devil. I don't have power because Christ be the king. In other words, just be a Jesus thing. So hold on tightly because it just might be friction and turbulence. So grab a grip and start tripping because the devil wanna see you slipping into darkness. Put on your wings, fly through the clouds, our destination is salvation. So make sure you check it. Reservation. <laughs> Which be the blood of the Lamb? Jesus Christ is the captain in command. And when Christ is the captain, we are sure to fly the friendly skies. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has illuminated the flag and seatbelt sign due to turbulence in the area. We do ask that you return to your seats with your seatbelt securely fastened. 
Watch out, there's a storm ahead. We're hitting the air pockets, but just like rockets, we're breaking free. Spiritually, a three-point landing guaranteed. Stay buckled to the word of God. It keeps us strong, strong. away from wrong. Up in the up in the up where we belong. So up in the up in the up. But now you all see the riot posse ain't gonna crash like a kamikaze. So let's keep flying through the sky and don't listen to the devil 'cause he be lying. All right. God is exalted. Oh man. Woo! I feel a little tired after listening to that. (laughs) Where we cut it off, we were barely over halfway done with the song. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Six minutes and thirty-eight seconds long. God is exalted. And this again. Uh, listening to Carmen music, you know, we're familiar with songwriters, our storytellers that come up with all sorts of worlds and characters that write about themselves, their own lives, other people. What Carmen does is a sort of uh, dead fantasia of what if <laughs> I was a pilot? What if I had this occupation? What if I was a cool cop or a factory worker? <laughs> totally. But- I think that this is this is Carmen's way of saying that I should have been Raymond Steele and left behind. That's right. That was, yes. That was Raymond stole from mm. me. You know, like, let me do that. <laughs> yeah. He's taking it back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen, yeah, the, the one true soul. The video, like, leans real hard, I mean, even harder, I suppose, than the song in the flight theme of the party oh yeah baby we could look that up right now there's a whole there's a whole (laughs) crew of characters there various people of earth (laughs) people of earth there's like a hippie and then there's like just a guy that's grooving and there's a nun the aisles are pews the aisles yes it is pews that they're seated in just clever and the flight attendant passes out communion okay when he looks to his left and there's like that shiny thing is that supposed to be the holy spirit yeah that's the real pilot he's the oh shit okay this rocks we recommend everyone watch god is exalted the music we strongly recommend everything on this film i really like to think that this is how he views like this is a true cross section of america (laughs) on this plane (laughs) like like there's a nun there's a satanist (laughs) there's a rocker right (laughs) I love the Satanist styling. I really, I was very, it's very confused. The the cowardly Satanist, too. A cowardly <laughs> Satanist, yeah. A little bit of an uncomfortable <laughs> Satanist. Everybody's grooving except for him. This um, is, I, he's. Yeah, the, I think this is my favorite Carmen music video he's ever done. Because it's not disgusting. fun it, about it. it what's yeah. that? There's something fun about it. Well, you know what? It's innocuous. The idea of like, I'm a pilot who's a Christian. It's not It's not weirdly demon obsessed. It's not like humping <laughs> yeah. the American flag. It's just, hey, we're in a plane now. It's all good. There's, there's like a childlike uh, innocence and fun yeah. to it. Hey, we're this break would, dancing yeah. in the clouds now. The you know the, yeah there's like angels <laughs> break dancing in the clouds oh is the guy in the jungle outfit is is he supposed to be a missionary I that's why I took that to I was wondering that yeah I think so mm, very end of the spear one of the cloud dancers to me looks like Joe Latrulio and it like really weird and, and a yes. couple of the shots and this, a couple of the shots this Not. one <laughs> <laughs> whoa oh, yeah, I was just for a second that. I. I no, for sure was... thought it was that lady who, um, have you seen that video of her? Like, this is how you hip hop dance. And she's like, you go pop, pop, 
ha, ha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's state-of-the-art special this effects. This is an awesome screensaver from Windows 95 playing outside the windows. Uh, yeah. Well, honestly, the plain CGI, that must have cost Carmen a, a pretty penny. Yeah, that's a couple of stops in uh, Booneville, Kentucky, or whatever. The hell. <laughs> that's a couple of soup can donation <laughs> drives, quote yeah. unquote, at his uh, concert. Sorry. Shout out to all our all our Kentucky listeners, by the way. That we we get we have we probably have one, maybe two, and if we do, tweet I at us. So. Yeah, please. We accept people from. Can we all talk about how states. disturbing? Yes, what did, which it would be part? so disturbing to be on that plane because it is very up and down. Like in this video, <laughs> like the angles, like he's he's at a forty-five degree angle for most of the flights. Oh, sir, the turbulence. Like they never alone. level off. Oh gracious! <laughs> well, and too, no, I think the trouble would start as I get settled in into my pew chair, and then I hear a voice <laughs> saying. <laughs> This is your captain's feet. I'm like, shit. <laughs> you are, you're packing your parachute. You are jumping. I you're breaking open a window. Flight. You're getting out. Yeah. The- well, I was thinking if the Satanist is at the exit row, then the Satanist is actually the safest in case of an accident, right? Like yeah. They are, they, the are, they row- are actually saving everybody else. Guys, what's what's the number of the exit row? Six six six. Six six six. six. <laughs> Incredible stuff. And those are the kind of Easter eggs you can expect from an artist like Carmen. The kind of thought that's yeah. right. No stone unturned. He's yeah. an incredibly subtle lyricist. He's, I'm taking off yeah. to a higher <laughs> place. A higher level where the devil don't have power. Because Christ be the king. In other words, this be a Jesus thing. So hold on tightly because there just might be friction and turbulence. So grab a grip and stop tripping because the devil wants you to because want to see you slipping into darkness. Put on your wings. Fly through the clouds. Our destination is salvation. So make sure you check into the right location. Don't forget to get that first class reservation, which be the blood of the lamb. Jesus Christ is the captain in command. And with Christ as captain we are sure to fly the friendly skies skies <laughs> wow you can tell carmen spent some time in the streets <laughs> and the sheets oh what <laughs> i'm i'm only human come on uh, Be nice I'm, I'm flesh and blood <laughs> hey i like we're hitting the air pockets but just like rockets we're breaking free spiritually Break it free spiritually. You just don't get to hear your air pockets mm-hmm. in a song very often. I like it. Right. Well, it's funny to see in, in lieu of any expletives or, or visual at all what uh, Christian lyricists use. Incredible stuff. <laughs> Blake, what did this song mean to you when you, were, when you were a child or growing up with it? Did you listen to this a lot? Did you dance around to this? I, I listened to this album a lot. I uh-huh. It was this album, and I, I was... It was mostly this album and Mission 316. Those were my jams. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Those two were my jams. And I, uh, right before today, I texted my sister and my mom. And I was like, because I wanted to remember this clearly. And I apparently have like a false memory about this. <laughs> because I thought that I listened to this album in the first house I lived in. And like found, like I have a memory of really, really finding comfort and no monsters on this album. Uh, and like not being afraid of shit in the house. <laughs> yeah. We, yes. we had an old creaky house. 
but we didn't even live in that house when this album came out. So I apparently well, invented that memory. here's the thing. With emotionally charged memories, you know, sometimes events get shifted around, especially with someone as potent and powerful. That's right. As Kermin. this man. And <laughs> his, his work. Carmen Carmen knows no limits. <laughs> well, transcends memory. We understand that Carmen does, yes, transcend and exist outside space of time. <laughs> he will live forever. <laughs> apparently his cancer came back this year. Yeah, it's oh. it's not been the easiest year for for Carmen. But you know what? He's still getting out there touring like a soldier. <laughs> not sure. at all like That's a right. still busting Satan's ass every day. Yeah, busting maybe in Satan's maybe, ass. Every maybe day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe okay. a little bit of both. <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. Hey, I'm only you. Hey, I'm hey. Carmen. <laughs> Emphasis on the man part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gracious! I, I I did love this album. Unironically, as a as a kid, I I really I also loved skits and songs. Yeah. I mean, I remember it was big in the nineties. Do you remember Coolio did it? Coolio had skit tracks. TLC oh, yeah. had skit tracks. Oh yeah, Carmen's right mm-hmm. up there. Carmen was just mm-hmm. Carmen, piece. Coolio, no. Kanye, TLC. That's right. <laughs> I mean, yep. Carmen and Kanye probably share a lot now a day. Honestly, At this point, yeah. Yeah, Honestly, I, th- yeah, I think there's a lot of hands Jesus King there. for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should be embarrassed at all about loving this as a kid, unironically. Like, how could you not? It's so fun. It's mm-hmm. so visually, like, uh, I don't know, strong. And he's telling you not to be afraid of monsters, while also very hardcore reminding you that Satan is ever-present and <laughs> needs to have his ass kicked on the daily. Don't want yeah. no monsters in my yeah. house. And I would hate if Satan was here, too. <laughs> I wouldn't like that at all. Yeah. To me, it's like, yeah, he's a child's <laughs> entertainer, you know, and he's great yeah. at that. Oh, that yeah. That is what he does. My favorite song growing up was uh, Seven Ways to Praise. You remember that song, Blake, from... Yeah, yeah. Listen to this, Caroline. Way back in the Bible... The Hebrew language says (laughs) that we were taught that we could praise the Lord in seven ways. Seven great expressions. Seven. How could baby Kevin not love this? Seven ways to worship (laughs) God, and this is how it goes. Wow. And so on and so forth again. He's the greatest showman. Fantastic. (laughs) It's It's fun. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's all big. Like I think that that being a lead track, it's a great lead track into an album. Yeah, <laughs> gets a, the energy gets you ready is to go. unmatched. Yeah, it's yeah. such a funny, funny remnant of what what year did this come out? Nineteen ninety five. So that's what dance music was. That was fully that. That's just what dance music is. It's just like that. That those loops and those drum machines. It's incredible. He w- he yeah. wanted to be so contemporary. That's what's so funny about some CCM because we we listen to some of it and it's so outside of time and 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 some of it is like so of its time. But then some stuff it's like, yeah, this was produced sometime in the last twenty years. And then this is just nineteen ninety five on the dot, <laughs> or maybe a few years late. Maybe it's nineteen ninety three, but it came out in ninety five. Yeah. What was his warehouse video? What which song was that? The that the was righteous famous. invasion of truth. That was right. That, okay, that was yeah. Okay, well, that was when he was working with Pharrell. Um, Pharrell, sort of dance yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like <laughs> Pharrell joint. Like when you look at that, like it it looks like Rhythm Nation from like five years before. Oh, <laughs> so absolutely! It it's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, she was on. He was on it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, I do want to. <laughs> yeah, Car- Carmen's not inventing. You know, he's not the innovator, but he he's, is. He's the, the perfecter. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I do love some of the comments on here. I love this song. It pumps me up every day. This is a comment from YouTube. <laughs> every day. It pumps every me up day. every day. So maybe it's like an alarm clock for some people. I don't know. You wake up and God is exalted. 6 a.m. Satan is God is exalted. Hey. Let's fly. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one. This blows me away. I've never seen this vid. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. You are incredible. Bless holy. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Uh, another one Hallelujah. says, this guy is so cool, and he is one of ours. Yeah. Has a good message that he preaches and sings and raps. <laughs> my favorite is he's one of he ours. He's one of ours, and we have to own one of that. Ours. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to we have to incorporate that. Oh man, that's a that's a. I remember being excited when like Pod broke out. You know. Oh yeah. And other other bands. Yeah. We love a sense of ownership in the of Christian ours. community. Credibility. And finally, my favorite YouTube <laughs> comment sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog music. <laughs> uh, let me see if I could see it. Let me see. Sonic would be so lucky. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yep. I hear it. (laughs) Yeah, I hear Knuckles gliding around. (laughs) It reminds me of like the music they play in Sex and the City, like whenever they go to a cool bar. Yes. (laughs) I'm a total Miranda. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a reference you all are into, but... Sex in the City? People who know, you'll know. You know, it's weird, but I've never watched that show in full. I've never seen a whole episode of um, Sex in the City. Isn't that strange? Not really. No, but isn't, isn't that an interesting thing about me, though, if you think No, that is... Uh, yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> but when you think You're about it, like, it. knowing me and kind of like who I am... Yeah, it would have been like... Sex in the City, Kevin. Yeah. You know, like right there. Same word. <laughs> Female almost. entertainment, television. But I'm going a little different direction. You know what I'm little saying? A little different. You can't quite <laughs> yeah, nail him down. Now, you know? can't retain. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's give this a roaster toast. You know the way this works, Blake. We are going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast or holy roast. Holy toast. Uh, we're going to send this song up to uh, heaven where the angels will be toasting it forever. Or Holy Roast. And again, remember Carmen's special relationship with Satan. <laughs> because if we give it the Holy Roast, he is going... He'd hate to go down there. Maybe to the honeymoon suite all the way down. <laughs> 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 and we're not doing a space between because Carmen doesn't deal in the gray. It's black and white with Carmen. We're wow, Kevin. So we're just doing roaster toast because that's what he would okay. want. That's what he yeah. would want. Don't sit on the fence. Unless you like that. <laughs> you don't have to cover every base, Caroline. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Caroline, we'll start with you, though. Roaster toast. Uh, who am I to deny Carmen and his chosen partner in life? So I'm going to roast and send that go. And it happens to also coincide with basically how I feel about this song. So it works for everybody. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Win. Clear and concise. We turn to Blake. <laughs> I am actually going to toast it just because of the the special memories I have in this uh, 
tied up with this song and this album. So even though he might have to stay apart from his one true love. Wow. <laughs> Nostalgia Blake, blinds us all. you were the one all. that wrote the comment, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. This is what you I wake up to this every day. I wake up to this song. Yeah. God is exalted. <laughs> Honey. Please. All right, time to podcast. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> oh gracious listen oh man i love i love jesus i love airplanes but more than that i love love and unrequited love Mm. and i love (laughs) (laughs) but i love the the eventual coming together of two story two lovers who have been separated pitted household against household neighbor against neighbor romeo and juliet oh yeah capulets and montagues of the afterlife i want to put carmen and satan together forever and so i'm sending this song to hell it's a holy road sorry blake <laughs> but but you're welcome that's carmen, all right because you got you just booked a one-way first class plane ticket <laughs> No parachutes. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Carmania 2020 is over, Caroline. We did it. No more. He can't Whew. He can't hurt I, us anymore. Festival weekend, it always takes it out of me. <laughs> okay. All right. We're safe. And now we're bringing it down. We're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles in here. Whoa. And we're taking it to... A, I know. This looks creepy. Sorry. I actually turned off all the my, my lights in here. But you know what? I, you <laughs> don't have I to met, do that. Should I meet you there? Ooh. I mean, if you want to be... A little dimmer. If you want to be respectful, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but Blake, you know how this works. We're not here to plug ourselves or promote our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord, including our mm-hmm. social media handles and our projects. Amen. 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 And we'll start, <laughs> as per usual, with Caroline Ely. Uh, you can lift me up or not. I don't care. Whoa! <laughs> uh, no, lift her up. Come on. Let's see what my lift up is this week. Oh, this is my lift up this week. If you can, I have to highly recommend getting your couch cleaned professionally, especially in this pandemic. If you have been sweating directly into all of your couch cushions <laughs> nonstop, like I have, and uh, I had a nice person come and do it, it was so worth it smells better i feel better uh and i would like you all to have that too if you can <laughs> okay well good lift up thanks caroline <laughs> you're welcome i mean practical tip good that's great and yeah. then lift her up at caroline's farts everywhere <laughs> and then lift up your couch cushions to a gig economy worker yeah. flip them at least <laughs> there you go. oh boy we turn it to blake so I w- would recommend and lift up uh, just as a general recommendation if you uh, are able to work from home and everything and able to take a little bit of break, watch Great British Bake Off on Netflix because it is you got a it. nice little bit of normalcy. I'm um, listening. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> here during the pandemic and it's uh, it's just nice to watch kind people bake things in a tent like it's a normal year, even though it's not. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm for that season. Yeah. I'm sure they talked about it on the show, but I believe all the contestants had to be separated from their families for the entirety of the shooting. They did, which they, is they quarantined did. together for two weeks before they even started. Yeah. Unreal, they, they did, yeah. but they and did so, that for us. So d- be grateful for that. Don't that's take right. It for granted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's my that's my one rec- 
pop culture recommendation. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at brchastain, um, on Instagram at brchastain underscore. Uh, you can also, uh, do you want to say hi? Oh, we got someone else to lift up here. Two guests for the price of one. <laughs> Hello. Oh my goodness. What's your Hello. name, friend? Say hi. Hi. She can't hear you, but what's your name? Sophia, well, it's great to have you on the show. Can you unpack your religious trauma for us real quick? <laughs> you can't hear me. He made a joke. Sorry. Uh, you know, you need... hey. Oh, she seems so nice. Well, she got some can trauma I, tonight, Kevin. Good job. It's me. I'm, I'm the trauma. I'm this podcast guy yelled at me. <laughs> <She had> really... <laughs> oh, very sweet. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um... Oh, you good? I'll be right in, okay? I'll be right in. More of this. This is great. Anyways, yeah, this is perfect. (laughs) As far as the podcast, you can listen to Exvangelical anywhere. I also uh, started a different season-based podcast called Powers and Principalities that focuses on the more systemic and institutional side of things, where I talk to uh, people. who've written incredible books about things related to white evangelicalism and Christian nationalism. Um, that's going on right now. It's called powers and principalities. And because all of my ideas begin as puns, uh, I have a newsletter (laughs) called the post evangelical post, um, which you can find (laughs) starting at Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's on uh, Substack at uh, post evangelical post dot substack dot com. Hell yes all the stuff I need to lift up. Thank you. Incredible. Thank Thank you, Blake. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere. And I'll lift up a little spooky, gothic, romantic horror show, The Haunting at Bly Manor. Ooh. Okay. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's really good. It's only nine episodes. You'll like it. Uh, It's it's fun. I've really liked it. Yeah, Caroline likes it. She's she's a scaredy cat. I'm a scaredy cat, too. Yeah, I'm a total scaredy cat. But it is really good. It's emotional. It made me uh, very weepy uh, in parts. Very tender. And, uh, you know, is that a spoiler? Oh, well, that's fine. (laughs) You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash Good Christian Fun for more Good Christian Fun every week. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This one's charity is Glitz Again. Glitz, not Glitz Again. It's just called Glitz. Uh, (laughs) That's the name of charity. Blake, thank you so much for joining us, sir. What a what a thank you very much, Kevin. Time. Thank you, Caroline. It was wonderful. Thanks it's for so unpacking with us. You. Thank you for closing Likewise. out. Thank you so much. The last Carmania for now. <laughs> uh, what an honor. And there's nothing <laughs> left you. to say except for an all of Pod's people said, Amen. Blake, Amen. Hey, I'm here amen. right on time. <laughs> <laughs> Back, baby. Unexpected. Hey Blake, I got a question for you. Which one of my songs do you want to end the podcast with? <laughs> the no monsters, obviously. No mon. Oh, for spooky season, Perfect right? Time. That's okay, right. Here for we go. Season. If anyone's scared out there, just remember this. Off your flew away. Oh my! And did what happened? There's a lion and ran it off when it heard me say. What did you say? No one, no monsters in my house tonight. No one, no monsters in my house. Hey, this song's pretty good, right, guys? It is pretty good. <laughs>
Okay, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Goodbye. Oh my gosh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>